Okay, guys, we're back. Caitlin and Emily, co-founders of ATX TV Festival. Uh, and we are so excited for today's release. We finally get to share the Felicity reunion panel. I am really excited. Um, you were actually there. Why are you so excited? Because I don't remember any of it. <laughs> it <Which laughs> happens a lot during the festival, unfortunately. I was high on adrenaline and cough drops. For those that know, I lose my voice. And I just could not stop staring at Carrie Russell's hair and shoes. They were so tall. I'm not even a shoes girl. But like, did you see her shoes? They were phenomenal. And her shorts were also phenomenal. They were, and there was a jean jacket, you guys. Unfortunately, since this is a podcast... You guys aren't going to be distracted as much. However, I do want to tell you, on top of Carrie's hair, Scott Speedman's hair. Just for a second, let's talk about So dreamy. It's 100% Ben Covington. Even the way that he would run his fingers through his hair, just they all resorted back to who they were on the show, or maybe that's just really who they are in person. But he would make these hand gestures with his hands in his hair, and you're like, yep. Yep. You're Ben. 110% yep. Ben. But for those who don't, don't care about their hair, we are digressing. A <laughs> uh, little bit of background. We worked on this for a very long time, uh, two and a half years to be exact. So for it to finally come together for a 20-year reunion was a very big deal. And it made me start thinking, Em, do you remember watching Felicity when it was on originally? 100%. Absolutely do. It was paired on Tuesday night with Buffy, which as everyone should just know, is my favorite show of all time. So Tuesday nights were amazing. Friends would come over. We would watch both episodes together. But my clearest memory is that season one finale, that iconic season one finale, where she gets in the taxi and she is talking to the cab driver and then mouths where she wants to go. Who's she picking? Ben or Noel? Which way is she going? to meet up with? (laughs) No one knows. And because I was definitely recording it on VHS, Mm -hmm. because that's the time, we rewound it probably 100 times trying to read her lips, which... We should have asked on the panel like what she says. Oh, in that I bet moment. they don't remember. They don't remember I know, a lot they don't of things. So much Guys, of it. Spoiler alert on this panel. <laughs> they I don't remember things. But really, and then you had to wait three months. Now yeah. people watch it on Hulu. You got thirty seconds, and you go to the next episode. Yeah. Um, How about you? What do you remember? I, I definitely remember watching. I watched with my mom. Aww. It was one of our shows, um, and. I was going to college. So like it started the final season would have been my freshman year in college. So as she's making these decisions to go to NYU, it is NYU. I know it's UNY, but it's NYU. Um, I thought that I in a way that I was also going to make my own decision. I thought I might want to go there because she went there. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that this is how you should also make your college decisions, but Spoiler alert, the dorm rooms are not that big. Those are not realistic dorm rooms. (laughs) Quick question. Is it worse to follow a guy to college or follow a fictional (laughs) character to college? You know, it's a (laughs) (laughs) toss-up. Not sure. I didn't do it. Does that make sense? I went to the whole other coast. (laughs) (laughs) Very different. You went the opposite direction. Uh, But most important question. Yes. Team Ben or Team Noel? It is a very important question, and it is not a direct answer. I tried to remember what I was then, and I'm pretty sure I went back and forth because my memory was that I was Team Noel. But on the rewatch, I just don't think I could have been Team Noel the whole time. Like, he's <laughs> kind of makes some bad decisions, and I don't care for him all that much. This rewatch, I'm Team Felicity. I mean, she – I was worried that she – you know, following a guy to college and then it being all about Team Ben or Noel, I thought too much of the show would be around that. Um and it's not. She's great. And it is definitely worth the rewatch. Emily, what team are you? Uh, team Ben. All the way. No questions asked. Okay. But let's get back to the reunion. That's what people care about the most. So ATX has garnered a bit of a reputation for these things. Most notably, Gilmore Girls. 
They take a lot of work. There's a ton of coordinating, but it's so worth it to see these people get back together. It's magical. And it's also so funny how they do resort back to who they were at the time, even if it's been 20 years. Yep. Uh, Greg Grunberg is Sean. He definitely pitched me a number of ideas, all of which were great. I totally would have invested in all of them. But I want to point out... Um, very clearly that J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves are not at the festival, which is very sad for me personally. I tried very hard. Um, and we know how much the show means to them and how much they really wanted to be there. But, you know, Star Wars, Planet of the Apes, all the things. Small movies. Tiny movies. Um, we do have Lawrence Trilling there, who was a director and executive producer on the show. He really carries the creative weight of the conversation. Um, and it just it meant a lot to us that he made the time to come. And he just he's had a spectacular career. And you guys should look him up and go watch all of his things. But Lawrence Trilling is there to carry all of the creative conversations and sort of remind the cast what happened in the show, because at times they seem to have forgotten <laughs> they completely. They really don't remember at all. No. <laughs> but now we'll leave it to y'all to listen to. Here is the 20 year reunion of the beloved series Felicity. Thank you. My dreams are coming true. I know you guys are all super excited. Um, I, I literally cannot believe in 1998, I was living in the Mississippi Delta and this show came on and vicariously I was transported to New York, uh, feeling every intimate emotion <laughs> alongside of them. And so without further ado, you guys, the Okay, so I know you're all filming this, but I just want you to experience it, okay? So make sure you put your phone away for a moment and just be here in this room that you will only be in one time together in a theatrical experience with these people that you were intimately in a tiny room with <laughs> for so long. Um, okay, let me start by saying uh, television is... Um, is a special thing, I think, because uh, you, you become a family pretty quickly. And I had the pleasure of being uh, on the same plane with about half of you. And when you saw each other, the joy was literally palpable. So I wonder, did that start right away? Or did, was that fostered in any way? On the plane? <laughs> yeah, on the plane. It, no, it, it was started right away. We saw each other. We haven't seen... A lot of us uh, uh, who were on that flight yesterday hadn't seen each other in years. 20 years. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a joy to see each other. But I think you were asking about the show. That's correct. Yeah. Well, it was Southwest, so we were fighting for seats. <laughs> but once we settled in, I think, then, then I got the feeling of, oh, I, I did like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that right away? I mean, you were spending a lot of time together. Was it instant? The, the feeling of camaraderie, or did that develop over time? I, w I was nervous about it. <clears throat> and uh, I was surprised it went very well. Actually, seeing you guys was very fun. <laughs> you mean, you mean uh, when we all first met for the first time? Thank you, Carrie, for the win. <laughs> Carrie. Sorry. Yeah. I thought we were still on another question. Sorry. 
Take over, Kara. Uh, no problem. Um, we did all get along, but we were all so young, and um, we did. We all w really hung out like yeah. friends. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of, there was no drama on the set, actually, right? No. You'd hear of other sets that had, but yeah. you know, not that I remember, not that I know of, was no. there? No drama. Along. Yeah. No drama. And nope. did you, I know like on my first TV show, I learned a lot of lessons about boundaries <laughs> and like, um, <laughs> like what, I'm not, you guys, I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about, I'm <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, about like, le like how do you do this and also exist as a human in the real world? Were there things that you learned? Because Felicity was a one, for most of you guys, it was your, first big thing that you did for a long time. Um, what were the lessons kind of that you took with you into other, your next projects? Well, I, I can just say the first, I remember my first day on the set, I was a guest star and I begged and pleaded to be on the show and JJ and Matt were my best friends. So I'm like, you're not doing this without me, which yeah. is essentially what I've done my whole career. <laughs> but but this character was kind of written for me, you know, um, you know, this crazy idea guy, it's kind of who I am. But I remember bouncing down the stairs, my idea book was stolen. And my first thing is, I'm bounding down the stairs. This show hadn't aired yet. So it was like, I come down the stairs, I'm like, my idea book, where's my idea book? And JJ comes up to me and he goes, you're on another show right now. <laughs> and so immediately I realized, okay, I've got to take the cues from these guys. And I learned so much just Carrie, uh, I mean, Carrie Russell, everybody, come on. <laughs> Carrie, can I get on the Americans now that I've done that? Um, I'll just say, as I was, you know, behind the camera as a producer and director and sort of a little bit more of the grown-up in the group, but I also was just sort of getting my career started. And the fact that Matt and JJ, who have done nothing since, um, uh, ha were these incredibly passionate, energetic guys who their enthusiasm and their warmth was completely empowering to all of us. And one thing I think was really kind of the, set the tone for the whole show was that JJ and Matt's offices were next door to each other and one of the writers, Josh Reams, had put a sign up pointing towards JJ's office, make it funny, pointing towards Matt's office, make it emotional because those were their seemingly conflicting mandates. However, it really was the marriage of those two things that made the show a beautiful experience behind and in front of the camera. Yeah, so the comedy element of it, I mean, in an hour long show, you're not gonna, you don't usually get that, but uh, I was doing my rewatch in preparation for this and laughing out loud. And I was like, that must have been, uh, you must have done that on purpose. And so you're saying that you did. <laughs> Check. <laughs> no, I think Ian, Ian brought the drama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was the serious note on the show. Really grounded character. Completely believable. Just like me. Ian, will you, I read about the voice and how you came to the voice. Um, will you tell that story? Um, my, uh, when I was growing up in uh, Hell's Kitchen in, in New York, across the street from where we lived was a YMCA, and there were uh, hookers and drug addicts outside, and my mom was uh, beginning her career in uh, group therapy and social work, 
and she knew all of these hookers and drug addicts. And one day this guy came over, he was like 6'4", transvestite, came over to our apartment and was like, oh, Pauline, I bought heroin again. I need to, I just, uh, make me flush it down the toilet. And so that's where I got Javier. It was 6'4", transvestite, heroin addict. And, and it shows. And I, and Rob, too, I think brought such a nice element of comedy to the show. But what I enjoyed for the four seasons was to see you show up as initially just the thorn in Noel's side. And then by the end, you're standing next to him at his wedding. No? What was that? Wait, you, you lost me after thorn in Noel's side. <laughs> what was it? I said, by the end, you were standing beside yeah. him at his wedding, so. Yeah, I mean, we had a, we had a dysfunctional friendship. I loved him. <laughs> I really cared about, Richard cared about Noel a lot. Yeah. I don't think Noel necessarily wanted or needed Richard in his life. <laughs> but I, I was there. I was going to be there for him. <laughs> and I, st I stuck with it. And four years later, there he was. I don't know, I don't know how many episodes you were supposed to do initially. Just one. Just one. And I think, but, but there, was a, there was a moment when uh, we were doing a scene, and I remember we, we were making out in the, in the stacks in the library, and you gave, you gave a line delivery that I turned to Carrie. I was like, he's coming back. And I, do you remember this line? He said, I'm going to report, report your, your ass. <laughs> It was the most perfect line delivery. And I, I don't even know if we got through the rest of the take because we were laughing so hard. Yeah. It was great. No, it was so great. That scene, the scene where you're putting up the flyer to sell something that you you're illegally have it in your room and you guys are getting back, you don't remember this, you're getting back together. There's, it's, a, it's a classic comic game. So it's like they have to fake that they're not getting back together. You have a fight so that you then put the floor. No, 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 no. That was, that was Three's company. <laughs> I, remember, I remember a scene, because I didn't approve of Felicity. And I remember, a, I didn't approve of you at the beginning. And I, and I remember a scene where, like, I'm rooming with Noel, and I open the door, I've got, like, a face mask on. You're talking about just, what show are we on? But, like, I have a face mask on and a robe. I'm like, where have you been? I'm, I've been worried sick. Yes. <laughs> Um, Carrie, your uh, first audition, I heard, did not, was not s so smooth as Smooth A's. Um, hey. hey. Did it, um, will you share that story? Um, well, I think I know, well, I'm not exactly sure, because you have to, to be on TV, I feel like you have to audition about 8,000 times. Yes, yes. So there were many auditions. The first one, I was in a room with, I don't know, it felt like 55 girls. Sure. Everyone like sitting in the halls and reading our lines. But then I think the next big one, I tend to be very nervous. <laughs> and um, none of you guys know anything about that. And um, I got really nervous. I like choked. In yeah. The audition. And I remember JJ and Matt pulled me aside into some copy room. And they were like, JJ was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> you can't, not, pull yourself together. And I was like, I don't know, I'm just nervous, I can't do it. And, uh, and they like made me laugh, and, yeah. and I went back and did it again. I think that's what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, good memory. <laughs>
And originally, Scott, you were cast as Ben, right? What a shitty show that would have been, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> But yeah. then they couldn't find, they, they said, it, I think JJ said, they couldn't find someone as charming and handsome as you to play Noel. So they... No, I don't know if he said charming and handsome. That I, is I think, what, that's what he said. I think uh, I was originally cast as Ben, and for a week I was doing uh, wardrobe fittings and makeup and hair tests as Ben, and, and they were having a hard time casting Noel. And I think uh, they liked this guy as Ben better. And so they didn't, they didn't want to fire me. JJ hadn't been a boss for that long. <laughs> and, and he was like, uh, um, can you be Noel? And I was so, I love the script so much, and I was so thrilled to be a part of it and to work with, with JJ and Matt. Uh, I would have emptied their garbage cans, and I, I acquiesced fairly quickly. And I think the show, uh, look, nobody could have played Ben Covington better than Scott Speedman. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are a bunch of guys who could have played Noel Don't better than me, but, but Scotty, no Scotty killed it. Yeah. No way. Um, and Scott, I know that you supposedly showed up at your audition, got off a plane, and that your shirt was held together by a safety pin. <laughs> and that J.J. Abrams said, we've got our guy. Sort of true. No, I sent down a videotape that I made with uh, some kid downtown Toronto, and I sent that off doing like love scenes with Felicity. <laughs> it's a 17-year-old kid working the camera and doing like love scenes together with me, and somehow that worked. But yes, I did show up with some uh, safety pins on my shirt, and that you know didn't go so well. <laughs> do you find? Um, do you think that you share? Uh, I mean, you seem like you just seem like Ben. Yeah. So, like, I know that I... <laughs> no, it's true. There's not much else I can do, actually. This is about it. We maxed out in 1998. <clears throat> 2002. Um, so, you... <sighs> started in 1998. No, I know, I know. Nice. <laughs> Give me shit. Jesus. Do you, do you think that, like, do you have, you feel like you have commonalities with Ben? Like what part of, what part of you, I'll say, do you find totally different than Ben? At that time, not a lot. And I feel like on television, <laughs> they really do try to write towards you. I was yeah. a tortured, brooding 22-year-old uh, at the time, and that worked out. Uh, yeah. The show, pretty well. Well, I think it also worked out because you guys showed up as yourselves. Like, it was so authentic, and I know... I know it's acting too, and you're obviously all phenomenal actors, but I had a question about, like how do you know where the line of vulnerability is? When you, when you show up to a scene and you're essentially like, it's your real emotion, uh, like where do you draw the line to protect yourself or you don't? I don't think you do. Yeah. I think that's, that's what we do every day. I think you go and you, uh, are vulnerable and you put yourself, if you draw that line, you're not doing the job. You know, I think you, you cross that line and, and, uh, and put everything you have out there. And if, if you're afraid of showing too much of yourself, if you're afraid of, go, go back to acting class, figure it out. I will. Damn. I'll, I'll, Jesus. See yeah. you guys. Take care. That was fun. See you guys. <laughs> They're going back to acting class. 
Oh, dude, if you come back now. Oh, it was so great. Commit, commit. That's Greg Rugmer. I'll just say as a director that it was an, that these guys were all incredibly willing to be vulnerable and also very trusting that because, you know, as an actor, you not only have to surrender your emotions, but you have to surrender control of how that thing is going to come together later. And, you know, you might feel manipulated when it's edited, like, wait a second, that's not what I did. But these guys were, to a person, very trusting with Matt and JJ and me and all the directors that came through the show and were really gave their hearts and souls. And that's why you guys are here 20 years later. Yeah. That's why. Amanda, um, can we talk about Megan for a minute? So initially, you show up. You just you're a pop-in situation. You're you're rude as hell. There's a giant mystery behind you, and then it sort of unfolds, and to the point where at the end, your goodbye, the the goodbye that the three of you have. I know it is. It is one of the most moving moments on the show for me because you. Uh, I just thought that you did that so beautifully. Can you talk a little bit about how you conceived of Megan and... Um, Which, are you talking about at the wedding or in the apartment? Good question. I'm talking about in the apartment. Yeah, in the apartment. Yeah, well, because uh, for real, we were saying goodbye. And I remember I was crying my head off one take and I said to Matt Reeves, who's directing, and I said, you can't use that. And he said, okay. I said, I can't. Megan doesn't cry like that. So that was, um, so it was me trying not to cry, which was more a Megan thing, I think. Um, it was very real. I mean, it was a very emotional, of course I see everybody. It's not like we died, but, um, but it, you know, it was such a, it's like summer camp, you know, and it was coming to an end and it was emotional. So. Was Megan originally so complicated in your mind? Like, no. what was happening at night? You know what I mean? <laughs> at night? All kinds of things. We can't get into it. Um, no, I mean, Megan was, JJ called me because I knew him, and he said, hey, you want to do a thing on this pilot? And I was like, yeah. So I came in, and it was one word in the pilot, and I was dressed crazy. And, um, and then it just, I don't know why. They just made it bigger and bigger, and it was super fun. And I don't, they, they're really, the writing is amazing on the show. They took the character and found depth in her. And um, I think it, that we wanted that, though, because of the original portrayal that you, you know, the Megan that showed up. Like, I was like, I need to know more about her now. Yeah. yeah. Also, everybody wants to know what was in the box. Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, I don't know. Uh, neither does JJ. If you ask JJ, he'll go, I don't fucking know. Um, it was a device, but I have a theory that it was maybe, because it had to be small enough to fit in the box. Um, so I thought maybe it was a confession to a murder or something. <laughs> <laughs> because her parents see it, right? And they get super upset by what they see in that yeah. box. So it has to be something dramatic that's small enough to fit, or it could be a finger. <laughs> I thought maybe a finger. <laughs> I really, I don't know. It was like a device and it was a fun device and clearly I wish I had a better answer. It was a key to the hatch and lost, is what it was. <laughs> a key to the what? The hatch and lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Elena and Julie, 
Um, I think a, a lot of the show focuses on obviously Team Ben, Team Noel, but there was like this amazing girlfriend thing that happened early on. And I think it echoes for a lot of us uh, who in that time of our life, you fall in friend love really fast. And then it's really complicated because everybody's also, there's boys and stuff. But I, I, I thought, I, were you guys aware of that? Like the, the, the lady friendship strength and like, was that, did that feel, it felt really important to me. Yeah, if I remember correctly, in the beginning it was, we were friends and then it sort of, then I was with Ben, but I didn't know your feelings for him, so it got, and then we, got, yeah, 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 I mean, <laughs> right? Did I ha do I have the story right? I haven't really watched it in a while. But um, yeah, I love that about the show, and, and girl friendships, they are so important. Yeah. Um, I, I felt in school, especially if you're going to school to be a doctor, you've got to have a study partner and you've got to have a workmate. And um, I think it was really important. And it, Elena was very, very focused. So <laughs> it was nice to have someone to work with and to share your issues and problems with. And it was nice to do that with the characters. Right. I, and also your character initially shows up like, I don't need any help. I got this. I've been doing it all my life. Like, I'm not interested. And so Definitely they sort of have to all force their way into helping you, like let me help you. Yeah, she definitely had a chip on her shoulder, but she did need help and she did need a friend. Um, right. And friends, so I think just her being in that environment and raised by her father, single father, um, it was eventually she realized that she did need love and support from her friends. And you saw that in the characters. Yeah, and it was so satisfying. Yes. And also you opening yourself up to Tracy and that Donald yeah, Faison. You just watched Donald all this. Right? Like you literally just oh. watched the whole show. There's Donald. Clearly. I want to um, know. Donald Faison. It was, but she had a lot of boyfriends, actually. <laughs> she dated our Everybody did. You, you dated the guy who's on Saturday Night Live now. Who was the, Yeah, Keenan Thompson. Remember, he wore a fat oh, God, suit yes. and he hosted karaoke. Oh, yeah. That's when I did the karaoke. Uh, it's good times. Amy, uh, Julie was originally supposed to be a dancer, I have heard tell, but when they cast you, obviously you have other amazing talents. Well, I wasn't a dancer. <laughs> so, but I, I played guitar and sang, and so they... Beautiful voice. I don't yes. know if you guys Julie. remember that. I was remembering that in the last interview, how beautiful she sang. I was pre-gaming with the uh, Felicity soundtrack, <laughs> which I bought on CD in 1998, yes, I did. Yeah, and then I had to buy something to put it into my iTunes, it's really annoying. It's really annoying. But anyway, I was listening. Uh, how did it come about, like you did the theme? I you did were not, on the soundtrack. that's a glitch on the, on the thing. What? I know, guys. I always thought that was you ooing. No, I did not oo. But somehow there was like a misprint on the CD. But I did Puddle of Grace. You thought yes. I did the theme song? I never, I never knew it was Yeah. Oh, yeah. It says, it, it says that I did it. But I, I just did Puddle of Grace. I didn't do the theme song. Well, it was awesome. It's all. It didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't JJ, it JJ did the theme to the show. JJ's done the theme to all of his shows, including Lost, JJ which was. did it. And yeah. Boom. That was <laughs> oh, the no. theme. And I'm not kidding. Because he needs the money. So. 
he was into but, the music. I mean, he was very particular about the music. I mean, he really. Oh yeah, the music was so important to our show. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought we had really good music. Yeah, really good music. Oh so, Greg, what is the your favorite? Oh, sorry. It had like Peter Gabriel on it. And yes. Sarah McLaughlin. That's right. I loved that soundtrack. It was. It's a great soundtrack. Yeah, it's really good. It still holds up, just like the show. Uh, Greg, what was your favorite invention of Sean's? And did it were, were they your real ideas? <laughs> no. <laughs> I save my gems for, you know, they're not going to give that stuff away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you mention? Marzipan Boxer. Marzipan Boxer? You guys favorite. remember that? Smoothies haunts me to this day. Yes. And people are constantly talking about that. What else was that? Wasn't there like a, there was I had the a one, headache there was the device one. that went through my head? There was the cereal. Didn't you make a cereal that didn't get... Oh, yeah, no, the, the cereal where the milk was baked into... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The cereal. <laughs> Add water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my favorite thing that I got to do on the show, wasn't really an invention, was the documentary stuff yeah. where I got to actually videotape. And it was just so, it was so much fun. We had a great time doing it because it was, we, we had to get, adjust to it. Remember you guys had to look into the camera, which as an actor, you, did, you like, never look in the camera. like a whole season of that, right? Yeah, we did. I thought that really just it, got a lower budget. We got a, had a lower budget. We did. We had a lower budget, so we couldn't shoot as much on film. So they invented this documentary uh, subplot where yeah. Greg and I would do I was like your boom guy yep <laughs> and they wanted and that and they wanted us to come in and oh, interview yeah. you guys yeah. and they want us to kind of improvise sometimes and, and it was always at the most inopportune moment we were trying to capture you guys um, but I remember the union rules are that an actor that's a different union I can't shoot the show I'm not allowed to shoot the show. I'm right, an actor. right. So the camera people have to, you know, the camera guys. And I remember Mike May, one of the camera guys, and he's like, no, I'll take over from here. So I was, when we did that, a lot of the times, it was like I was uh, like on the back of a motorcycle with him because I was like getting <laughs> right there in the back <laughs> trying to have a conversation. You were lucky because you had the boom. You were doing that. <laughs> it's not the same without the gum. You have to have gum. <laughs> So good. Um, can we talk about Sally for a minute? Um, so uh, Abby Jacobson from Broad City is asking this question. She said, just let's talk about Sally. And it wasn't more specific than that. I know the voice, it was voiced by... Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo, which I don't know if a lot of people know. And um, what did that allow you guys to do with the show, like um, like the function of that? Well, it's such a good conceit, right? Because then you get to hear the Felicity's every embarrassing, burning thought. And, um, and then there was some episode early on where someone plays it at a party, which is... Halloween party, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Oh. Wow. That's like what everyone wants. I diary read when that when I was rewatching, yeah. I was like, <gasps> and it goes into slow motion. Oh, it's so amazing. Also, filmically, you know, it was a device for Matt Reeves, who directed the pilot, to be able to take all of the emotions earlier in the show and then use Carrie's voice and music, and then 
you know, just images to paint this beautiful thing that would bring the show to its emotional climax. And if you look at a show like Grey's Anatomy, they went, they took that device. And I think that this was kind of a Matt and JJ almost invented that idea of doing, ending a show that way, which has become a very common way to do these emotional dramas since. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And forever now we will have a single, like someone holding a disc man. <laughs> yeah. And it, and we will remember it. And it will be like opening up a time box to that time. Amazing. Um, okay, another question that uh, a lot of people want to know is about the last five episodes. So it, there fe it feels a little like there are two endings. And well, there was, because the network canceled us, kind of. And then they were like, just kidding, do a few more. But they, like, no, I remember they canceled us put another show on, that show failed miserably the first episode, and they were like, uh-oh, and that's when they called back and said, you guys, we need more episodes from you. I definitely remember that. My, the story I remember... And that show was Roseanne. <laughs> that's not true at all. Too soon, too soon. The story I remember Topical. was that... Um, I remember JJ and Matt saying, well, the show's going to end the, this year, but they can't tell us if it's this number or this number, so we said, well, she has to graduate. So regardless if you're going to give us the extra four episodes or whatever, mm. we're going to make a graduation episode, um, which you directed, and you did so well. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that's what I remember. And then they, last minute, were like, oh, yeah, do a few more. So then. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and Larry, you ended up directing the finale finale. I directed the, the faux finale. Um, and I... I uh, I don't know why, but I've blocked out what happened after that. I know, it was a, I know there was a time travel. Was there a fire? Time travel. And there was a fire. Yes. Someone Spoiler died. alert, yeah, you died. I died. You died. <laughs> you died. Yes, and then you were alive again. That's right. Really? And people want to know why Elena was alive. Wait, wait Felicity uh, goes to talk to some guy who then takes us back in time, right? She Hold on, I died? I'm sure she made an escape. Is that right? Died. Yes. If we don't remember it, this isn't a good sign. You were there. You were dead. But I, I, all right. I, I sort of remember. I remember jokes of like, you know, man, our show would, would be, you know, higher up on the food chain if, if like Ben was a warlock or something. Like it was like because it was a time on the WB where they, where they were doing that kind of thing. So I think when they canceled, then brought back, it's like, okay, really, okay, good. We'll give you time travel or something like that because it doesn't. It wasn't our show. It was a different show. I loved it. And there you go. I thought because it was so clever. I mean, they had ended the show. The show was done. So they're, then they're like, come back. What are you going to do? Show Felicity, like, after college. And now she's got an apartment off campus at Berkeley or whatever. Who wants to see that? So I thought it was a really fun thing. She was questioning if she made the right decision, picking Ben, because Ben turned out to be kind of a turd. And, um, <laughs> just saying. Um, and so then she got to go back, like everybody was wondering. I thought it was a great, really clever, I know people didn't like it, but I liked it. Um, she got to go back and like make a different choice and see what would happen. And uh, I thought it was great. They shot it all different, like in sepia. So it was, had that tinge of like, this is not quite reality. And it all makes to sense Noel to me now. Like she chose Ben because I died. No. <laughs> Like, Noel wasn't even a choice. She had no options. There was no one else. No, she goes back oh, to, the, to the time you guys have sex on the roof. 
and she wakes up, and instead of coming down and saying, oh, no, I'm with Ben, right? She says, I'm with Noel, right? And you, you, go, you go, I'm picking Noel. I don't Am I wrong? You guys have seen this, right? For everything, because I'm confused. And I, I love that she got to be funny. Carrie got to be really funny and like weird in those episodes, going, I don't know what's going on, and trying to convince I would everybody. Mandy making this up. I would remember having sex on the roof. You had sex with her on the roof. Did you did. You, you had did. sex on the roof. You guys have sex on the roof. Oh, I have. If you remember, it must I have. I do. I had so many <laughs> sex scenes. No, I have. Remember. I have personal tape of it. <laughs> I'm gonna need. Am I that wrong? Back. Do they have sex on the roof? Thank you. Oh, you're talking about on the show. <laughs> what do you guys know? I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about something. Scott has so many sex scenes on Scandal that he can't remember <laughs> one to the next. What's going on? Yeah, I thought it was real. I loved it. I loved it too, apparently. Apparently. No, but you had sex with her anyway. We were not in the flashback. Didn't you guys have sex? Ah, oh, shit. Don't was there a movie playing as they were having sex? Was there a movie up that there? That wasn't me. That was Scott. That oh, was Scott. me, man. Sorry, man. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, man. That means we're getting old. <laughs> no, I should have known I that, know. buddy. I should have known that. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm everybody settle down. <laughs> you, know, you know what I do remember, and I, I told the story earlier. The, yes. I remember the very last episode, the the Ooh, yes. finale at, at Noel's wedding, and you guys got to see uh, at the at the very end. The last shot is Sean is Greg giving a toast to the group, and it was a uh, uh, I think it was Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you was playing over it, and it was this beautiful heart warming moment for everybody to sort of wrapping up the series, but what you didn't see, and I'd love to find the tape somewhere without that damn song over it, um, is Greg getting up there and uh, what he was saying to us was basically a, um, a love letter to the cast. You know, thank you guys, it's been the best four years of my life, and he singled each one of us out, and if you go back and watch it, even with that damn song over it, you can see how emotional each one of us is getting uh, to what he's saying, and it really worked for the moment, and it was, uh, that's what I remember about the last so, five episodes. Selfishly, like, I got to do that. Like, we were all, we all had that in our head, and suddenly I found myself, you remember the end of Diner, when they're all just listening to the toast, and it's just such a great, beautiful shot of all, you don't remember. There's a movie called Diner. It's great. <laughs> Back when you saw movies in theaters, like this. Um, no, well, easy. Uh, but it, it, uh, it was a great, it was beautiful, and it was, and I just, they just gave me the mic and said, just say whatever you want about, and all of a sudden it hit me that this is something that we're going to look back on in 20 years and look so fondly at and, and think that this is really special. And I, I had no idea. That was my first thing. I didn't know that I would never, ever have that experience again. I mean, this was really, really special. This felt, you know, it's like when, you're, when you go to college, you're all in that situation together and you lean on each other. And that's exactly what this felt like. We were, we were all so young. I mean, some of us were older. <laughs> but for, for me also, you were talking, you were talking earlier, um, sorry to go off on a tangent, but this is important, is, is that, you know, you want to give everything you possibly can. And, and, and we, what was the... You walked away, I remember. I walked away, yeah. yeah. But I, sometimes you do that and you don't get that back from another actor. You'll have that, you guys play the romantic leads more than I do, but I've had that opportunity a few times. This one, oh my God, I gotta tell you guys. I, I, 
no, I mean, we, we knew each other before, and then all of a sudden I read in the script, it's like, you guys start kissing. And I was like, yes, please. And, Married. And, but, but when you look into another actor's eyes, and, and yeah. It sounded so wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. We, we, went, we went for tacos yesterday. I said the same thing. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> Torchies. Torchies tacos. Yeah. Come on. But anyway, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, sometimes you don't get that back. And with the scenes that we had to do, the tough scenes and stuff, you're just you're amazing. And it was just such a pleasure to work with you. And I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. I just wanted to add one thing about the last moment that Scott was talking about. And it's really a testament to like the sort of how the magic of the show worked, which is that Greg did this beautiful toast. We had these incredible reactions. I'm in the editing room putting it together. And the scene's playing beautifully. Matt and JJ come in and look at it, and they're like, yeah, it's beautiful, but there's, it just needs one, I don't know what, something, it's not quite, hmm, not sure. And then Matt came up with this idea to just put that image in from the pilot of Carrie turning around in slow motion from when she saw Ben at the graduation, and it just was the perfect touch on, on it that, that Matt and JJ have this, such a nuanced sense of how to deliver emotion in an honest, authentic way, and that was a perfect illustration of it. Um, all right, I have a couple more questions. I have no idea what time it is. We can stay here all day. <laughs> no, you guys have flights. Okay. Um, Carrie, uh, your Felicity struggled through the series with wanting to be a doctor, wanting to be an artist. Do you connect to that aspect of it? Because I think we all know you as an incredibly technically savvy actor as well as you know, the, cre the creative side. I mean, you can deliver, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm wondering if, you've, if, if that was something that you connected with. Have you always known that you wanted to be an actor? Are there parts of it that are more exciting than others? I don't know. You t what, what, what do you think? You asked me a lot of things at once. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. I'm, no, that's okay. I've never um, done this before. I guess what I, the thing I would like to answer to your question is... Um, the, what she struggled with. And to me, the beauty of the show was always this really simple idea that I feel is very relatable. Um, just this kind of romantic idea about, it doesn't have to be when you're young, but it's a lot of times when you're at that age, when you're young, of this chance to change your life completely. And I feel like everyone at some point can look back at this moment and think, I just wish I would have chosen him or I wish I would have taken that chance and done that. And I think that's what they grabbed so well. And, um, and I think that was the sweetness and the beauty and the truth kind of of the show. And that's what we got to live out through Felicity kind of. Um, and cause she did, she took the risk. Like she did it and we watched her. Yeah, she jumped. And so that's what I felt was the strength, like the core story of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was all the hair. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't ask about the hair. He said, when would the hair come up, right? You guys made a bet beforehand. Um, I don't want to ask the same questions. I know it was a big deal. Um, I know you were excited about it because it's a cool thing. My best friend in college had that haircut. And when I watch it, I almost see her. And that's kind of weird because it's, it's TMI, you know? Um, 
But how did you how did you how did you practically shoot it? Did you go away get the haircut like did you film you getting the haircut? Was it your real hair person cutting it in the scene? The way it all totally went down was they were wrapping up the first season and in the, the hair and makeup trailer wraps up and the hair people were putting away everything that they had into boxes and there was a, a little boy's wig. Why there was a little boy's wig, I have no idea. <laughs> and I, loved I was that. having I a hair it. issue at the time, so I just would have them. <laughs> And we put it on me at like two in the morning as a joke. And we were like, oh, it looks cute. And uh, we, we, we took a Polaroid. And over the summer, we thought it'd be really funny to send to JJ and Matt and say, look, oh, I cut my hair. I hope you like it. Ha, ha, ha. Totally as a joke. And then <laughs> I was at my, with my girlfriends, like at some lake. And I got this phone call that said, Someone named J.J. Abrams wants to get you on the phone. And he said, hey, uh, we got your picture. No laughing, no nothing. Would you really cut your hair? And I was like, I guess. And they said, just, it's such a typical college girl story. You know, the, she, the guy breaks up with her, and then she goes and cuts her hair, and it looks really bad, and like, whatever. And I loved it. I thought that was such a good storyline. And, and the thing that was so surprising to me, I guess, about the reaction, although the hair was very big, but um, was like, Felicity was never a fashion plate anyway. Like it wasn't like I was wearing cool clothes or had beautiful makeup, you know, I was wearing baggy clothes. And so I didn't know that everyone cared so much about the way I looked. <laughs> BB. Yeah. It felt a little bit, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I thought that, I love that you didn't have, like so many women, girls uh, have, way too much vanity to cut their hair. They're so identified by their hair. So many women, and I, myself included, and she was just like, yeah, fuck it, let's cut it. <laughs> Which I think is such a testament to her as an actor and as a person. Thanks, Mandy. Yeah. But to answer your question, we shot that scene probably about four in the morning on a Friday, and the hair girl actually, it's in slow motion, her cutting my hair like snipping it, and then that a few hours later, I went to some hair salon and someone cut it, the rest of it off. And you had to give a really, when, when you saw me, you were like, it looks great. <laughs> I remember practicing, because I knew I was going to see you that day. Oh, it looks so good, and I just, I failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. I thought it did look great. It, it's, it was just different, obviously. It wasn't the best, but it was so good for the character. Like, it didn't yeah. matter. It was so fun for the character. I Absolutely. Yeah. I think because l people love your hair, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, several people were like, touch her hair. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. That's weird. I'll try. Yeah. Um, but that's <laughs> but you're, it was almost like we were watching like Samson like lose his power or something. But again, for the show, amazing. Like, and as a young woman, like watching someone take a risk like that, like I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. That felt really good, I have to say. Um, all right, let me ask, we're gonna jump, uh, we're gonna jump into audience questions in a minute, so prep yourselves. Because um, uh, the Austin fans, the television fans are the best, and they have so many good, smart questions, so don't fail me. Um, 
But I wanted to just quickly uh, ask down the panel, uh, does anybody have like a story from their real life that they would mind sharing about something really dumb that you did <laughs> for love? Like what initially Felicity moves across the country and we think like she takes this huge risk and it's not really about Ben or maybe it is, but it's, it's sort of about, you know, breaking the rules and trying to be a new person. So does anybody have a story that they would feel comfortable sharing about something that like a risk that they took in uh, their no. life? No, <laughs> no way. Oh, negative. <laughs> it's okay. This is like a therapy session. Yeah. Oh God. Ro Robbie. <laughs> <sighs> the thing is, I've been married for a very long time, so my risky romance stories are in high school. That so works. At, so at prom. I really took a risk and I asked a girl to prom with me who wasn't my girlfriend, and I didn't know if she liked me like that. And she said yes. But she wasn't with my, my group of friends are all going to like the place to, for dinner. They're having like a whole night. So we did our own thing. I really felt like I was taking a risk because I was going out with my buddies and their dates. I took this other girl, girl from the other side of the tracks. <laughs> really, it was a magical night. Prom. <laughs> I live on the edge. I live on the edge. I see that, and I respect it. Anybody else? How about, okay, I'll, let me loosen it up a little. How about um, something that you now would tell yourself when you were 18? Um, I was in college, uh, and there was a girl that I really liked. And the problem that I had all throughout school was like, I had a lot of really good friends that were girls. And I, you know, I liked them more than, but we were really good friends. And this one girl, I saved up all the money I could and I took her to this really expensive restaurant and we were sitting there. This is at Sandy in San Diego, San Diego State. And it was just, we we're sitting there. It was so awkward. It was like out of a movie. And in the middle of the meal, and, and we're having a great time. In the middle of the meal, she goes, oh, Oh my God. And I'm like, what? Everything okay? And she goes, is this a date? Oh, no. No. Right? I love your story, but dude, that trumps your story. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't know it was a competition, but yeah, no, that was a great story. Um... No, so I said, yeah, and it was really awkward when I was like, I had to go to the bathroom, and I never came back. Oh. And it was an expensive dinner, and that's not true. Um, no, but it was the most awkward. I did come back. I, it was the most awkward moment, and it's just those moments that you kind of go. I would look back and go, "Hey, warning signs!" Like you were, you know what I mean? You're all in. You're vulnerable. You're young. You don't know better. I think I would say enjoy the time that you're in. Um, a lot of what I feel about a Felicity is that we had a really good show, really good writing, really good people, and. I didn't know it at the time, and I just think enjoy and relish in the moment that you have when you're there. You know, you always want to be skinnier or whatever, and just enjoy that. Yeah. But I do have a story that, I don't know if I want to admit it, but I said, let me just go ahead and say it. Oh, this is going to be good. Come on. I in college, and um, my boyfriend didn't have good credit. So, <laughs> I went with him to go look at a car. 
And because I had better credit, and I was like a kid too, and I, I signed to get the car. It didn't work out good. Oh my gosh. But we're still really good friends. <laughs> I forgave him and I paid for it later. But yeah. <laughs> That's the craziest thing I did for a guy that I liked. Oh man. <laughs> Who got the car? I eventually got the car. That a girl. There you go. <laughs> and I gave it to my brother, but I paid for it when I got Felicity. <laughs> I had enough money to pay for it. Yeah. So. All right. Anybody else want to share advice with their younger selves? I'm looking at you, Speedman. <laughs> no, no. No. There's so much He's to go over. His younger I, self. I wouldn't know where to start I on that. I, I have things I'd like to tell your 18-year-old self. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. You tell me. All right, cool. So we, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the Austin Television Festival has a track record of resurrecting shows on Netflix, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yes. So now we're talking. Like, this happens. The magic exists. Is it possible that we would ever have a Felicity movie or something? <laughs> like a now. Come on, guys. Richard, Richard, Richard. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, I'm in. Richard. <laughs> bold. That's very bold of you. <laughs> Thanks. Very bold. 15 I, minutes. Ironically, I don't think I don't think Richard would be <laughs> in the movie. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. I I have to say I think 100%. You guys want to see that? <laughs> Who knows? I don't think it would ever. I mean, we're all doing a bunch of other things. Who? But I love this. I mean, I just love this. I wish we should do something else, something different oh, yeah, together. Something new. That would be odd. When we do an episode of Gilligan's Island, <laughs> just we'll just be characters on Gilligan's Island. I think you know yeah. we'll we'll be the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> totally. And then you guys choose whoever you want to be, and then Perfect. we'll just do that. And I think that would satisfy everyone. That's great. Yeah. No, I, no I think they'd be awesome. There are three main people we haven't heard from on this question that I think. <laughs> yeah, they're being really quiet over there. I, don't... I, I have to say, I, I, I was interviewed yesterday and, and they asked me about a reboot and I said, uh, I said, don't do a reboot. Um, I, I feel that the show was so specific to the characters in that time of their lives that to do it again, and I said this yesterday, would would be an injustice to the, the show that we all made and, and we all love. Now, having said that, when I said that yesterday, I wasn't sitting up on a stage yeah, with these. Us. No, but I, and, and I'm, I mean that genuinely, looking at these faces and seeing that little clip you guys saw and sort of feeling some of the emotions reminiscing about that, uh, I would... I would kind of love to work with you guys again. <laughs> I, would, I would love the opportunity to find out what happened to Richard, to, to Javier, to Julie, to Elena, to, you know, I, I would... Happened on the roof. We'd have to figure out what I happened don't, on the I'm roof. Still, I still don't think we had sex on I don't, that roof. I don't, I don't care that. what they say. I did, right? Um, but I, I, I would... Uh, I don't know how it would work. I don't know what the story would be, but I would I think, I love think, that opportunity. I think Ben would reopen his Cobra Kai dojo. Oh, no, a different show. That's, that's Karate Kid. I don't know how it would work. I don't know. I don't either, but I, I would love it. There's a way to make it work. For sure. I'd love There's to a way to do it, to do it again. as adults to see where we are now. There's a way to do it. You, know, you, you have to do it on film, though. 
you forget, you forget, I, I don't know, all those emotions that I had when I was 25 and 26 shooting this show uh, are, are sort of back, and I, um, I've missed you guys. <laughs> all right, well, with that, let's open it up for some audience questions, if that's cool with you guys. Uh, so lights are up, people are lining up. It's a big crowd. Hey. Derek. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. How do I do this? Do I just choose either or back and forth ping pong city? Okay, we'll start with the woman in the Felicity t-shirt. Yo, look at that. Woo! All right. Water break, water break. Just getting water. We're listening, we're listening. Okay. What's your question? Um, I do have a question, but. <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Straight from Dina DeLuca's. Dina DeLuca. Thank you, Javier. Thank you. That's for you. Okay, you, you leave it over here. You want to leave it over here? I got, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Javier. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, those are oh, heavy. Oh. We get an ambulance? You okay? You caught the fly. All right, go ahead with your question. Okay. Yes. Um, I have a question. Go ahead. I first wanted to tell all of you that I really admire all of you as a cast. It's really, really rare to see great chemistry shine through between cast members in a drama, and it led to some uh, unforgettable moments in the series. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, Scott, Speedman, and Carrie, you both worked closely with John Ritter. And I'm curious whether each of you remember anything in particular about your time working with him. Uh, yeah, he played my my dad on this show, um, and I, you know, I got to know John pretty well outside of the show, and we had a lot of good times when he was doing his next show. Uh, a mutual friend of ours would go by his um, his set and hang out with him, and we got to spend a lot of time together. So it was obviously a shock when he passed away, but that's the thing I remember about him most. What about you, Carrie? Same. I just, we, he was so fun and so, like, into it and excited and, um, uh, yeah. He was super cool. I mean, to come on a show like this legend coming on the show, he was amazing. Yeah. Great energy. I, his first day on the set, I remember, because um, a lot of times we'll park or they'll, they'll set up what they call like the circus or all the trailers and everything, and it was far, it was far away. I think it was the first the first day, and I saw him walking from there, and I pulled over, and I was like, hey, you want a ride? And I gave him a ride from there to the set, and I was like, oh, my God. Like Henry Winkler, him, like people like that, you just, I just want to soak up all their experience and their, and just how warm and wonderful they are. And he was so excited to be on our show. I couldn't believe it. And, I, and it just showed. He's such a pro, and, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just never forget that. You know, Does anyone have any questions for Greg? <laughs> Feel bad. <laughs> Feel bad. No. Yeah. yeah. He, he was on the show. Just to, I don't know if you know that, but yeah. I don't know. played Sean. He's I have answers to a bunch of your questions. Part of the show. <laughs> you. All right, we'll go yeah. here. Yes, Came yeah. all the way here for this. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jenny. Yes. Hot mic. This is for everybody but Greg. Um, <laughs> what it, I told you, they bring the Sorry, heat here in Austin. Um, yes. I was in class of 99, so 
you, your show changed my life. I actually changed my college plans because of you. Um, oh, wow. And before social media and internet, um, we actually had your books, and I actually tried to get like a full page of Felicity, but all they would let me do was a small little thing because they were skeptical about the, uh, the show. So since it's a reunion, what would be like the yearbook superlatives for each other and for your own characters? And if you would like to sign my yearbook, you can. <laughs> what would you per, What would be the yearbook? Like most likely, least most likely, likely to worst. yeah wear a red dress for yourself yeah. for your characters. Yes, you want to go down the line, or for each other? No, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh God. Uh, um, for each other, you could do each. The characters. Well, characters. Either one, because y'all, I know there's a lot of behind the scenes, and y'all were friends, yeah. but give us like the behind the scenes things, or, or about. I mean, we most care about likely the to yeah, take too long in the bathroom trailer, or some yeah. trailer bathroom, or something. Stephen, you'd be most likely to beat me in ping pong. Yes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'd be most spazzy. I feel like I'm always the spaz, like homework reminder, like guys, lunch, lunch is over. We have to get back. <laughs> Most likely to, you know, get kicked off a set. You kicked me off a set once, actually, because I was laughing so much, yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> I did. I had to go. I had to go. Because you were laughing too much? Yeah. I, yeah. Giggle, church giggle. He was laughing in a very, um, needing to be a very emotional moment. What was the oh. emotional moment? Was it, I don't know, but what I remember that was so sweet is that, I don't even remember what the scene was, but I remember that Scott was laughing, and at the time I thought he was just trying to mess up the scene, but that's clearly not what was going on, and I was like, you know what, Scott, just get out of here and come back when you got it together, and Carrie came up, rushed over to me and like, you don't understand, he's going through something, and it's not about that, and you know, she was completely defending him to me, and then I went over, okay, Scott, come on, I give him a hug, and then he came on and crushed the scene, so it was like that. Every day. <laughs> All right, Greg. I don't know, Ian, what's my answer? <laughs> um, most likely to end up on Shark Tank. <laughs> yes. There you go. Amanda? Uh, most likely, oh, geez, you guys, I don't know. Most likely to, uh, to not, to not want to do it. Most popular, maybe? <laughs> to not, not want to be a part of a club. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Megan, not me. I'm always a joiner. That's me. <laughs> hey, Angie. I, I really think it probably most likely to succeed. Elena was so focused, and she's like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do this. No matter what. I am an A student, A, a B minus, a B plus. Bad for her, so she was definitely going to succeed. Yeah. Well, Julie quit college, didn't she? <laughs> so I, I'm not most sure. Most talented. Most likely to quit college. <laughs> <laughs> she did, though. She did. I don't know if There's she picked it up later, but she went to Nashville. No, she didn't. I think she went to Europe. That's where I think she went. <laughs> um, uh, Javier would probably be, uh, even though he wasn't a student, uh, <laughs> probably uh, most likely to remain fabulous. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Richard would be like, most likely to be like the last one to leave your party. <laughs> Hey, buddy, everyone else left like two hours ago, man. I'm going to have to ask you to go. Awesome. <laughs> all right, over here, a question. Yes, hello. My name is Rochelle. This is a question for all of the cast members. What's been the best compliment or constructive criticism you've received from anyone during your time in Felicity, and how has that stayed with you in your career? 
<laughs> I just remember people telling me they couldn't hear me or understand what I was saying. So that helped me out a lot to learn that I, you guys had to hear what I was saying. I remember doing a scene in the diner? Diner? Where were we? The, co the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember JJ yelling from the monitor, okay, let's go again. This time, act better. And I tried, because I, yeah, I was having an off day, clearly. Uh, I said this earlier in another thing, but um, I, I didn't know how to do single camera uh, acting very well, uh, like with all the cameras and everything, and, and uh, sizes of the shots, and your coverage, their coverage. And uh, it was a scene I was doing with, uh, with uh, Speedman, and the camera was on him. Maybe there was like a, a piece of my shoulder in it, uh, over my shoulder, and I'm like improvising wildly and just going off on some tangent. He's looking at me like, what are you doing? It's my shot, shut up. <laughs> and I, I really ha I had no idea what I was like. It can't, the camera see everything? <laughs> I had no idea. So he taught me. Wait, let's do it. Does somebody else have an answer? Well, it, was, it was like, for yeah. me, it was my first real job, and I didn't know how to be on set. I remember not knowing where my mark was and <laughs> knowing to, I learned how to be on set and how to act on film because I would come from, from theater. But I think the biggest compliment is when I hear mothers that watch with their daughters and they wanted their you know, children to be like Elena and focused in, in school, and that, I think that's just a really, really big compliment. So, yeah. All right, let's do another question. Thank you. Yowza. Uh, I think we know who the question's going to. Um, I know, Greg, you're a very shy person. And the very first episode I saw was a certain episode where you were a little less clothed. And I heard a rumor that you kind of punked the cast, that they didn't know that this was going to happen. Yes, and yes. I have one more quick question. I want to know when you're going to recruit Amy Jo to come to the band from TV so I can oh, at your next concert. That would be, that. yeah. All right, you're in? Okay, good. How about Robbie? Have you guys heard That's Robbie's kind band? Of far away, though. That's a real band. My band's for charity. His band's, they're amazing. Um, uh, yeah, that was, so, so if you don't know, it's the, the Assless Chaps episode, and um, I, I got, and I read it, and I was like, it says Assless Chaps. I didn't even know that's what they were called, and apparently they make them in Austin. Um, and uh, so I, I get into my trailer, and, and, that's, and they're sitting there, and then they, the wardrobe person comes in and goes, I just want to make sure everything's okay, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And they said, you can have underwear on, it's no problem. I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> If you're gonna have me do this, and the reaction was me turning around and walking away, and that's the reveal. And you guys, you didn't know, right, that I was. Yeah, you were there. You know, you were there. You were there. You were. There. You've seen that before with me, so it's not a big deal. But it was one of those things where I, I walk in and I've got this ridiculous outfit on that, to please you, and you've gone the other way to please me, and stuff. And so it was just so. It was so great. And when I turn around, that reaction. Your laugh and your reaction, that was all real. That was all real. Same reaction my wife has every night. Awesome, thank you for your question. Yes. So when I was watching your show, I was in high school, so all of the dating and sex and all that stuff was like new and crazy and awkward. And 
thinking back um, on some of the like the drunken one night stands, or in particular um, the sexual assault storyline with Julie's character, I'm wondering whether y'all think with the current times with campus sexual assault being a much more discussed topic, whether it would be treated differently today as opposed to how the show handled it at that time. Who remembers how the show? I, I don't yeah fully remember, but I think it was handled. Well, wasn't it? Like, it was a whole discussion, and every, it was taken very seriously, and it was a date rape, so it was even confusing as to what actually happened. I thought it was... It was handled well, but it yeah. kind of put you in a... I think the show it holds... Was hard. Up, I really. think it was hard. It seemed to be hard for the writers to get... to let Julie not be sad. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to play the reality of that, you don't just bounce back. So you were kind of... It took. Just, a, I, I remember her being pretty sad. Nope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she didn't yeah. bounce back. Like it put a toll. It like put a took a toll on the character in a way that I think was tough. Must have been tough. I mean, I I think I think they handled it well because it was very much like it would be. You know, you don't just bounce back and like everything's. No, fine. I think it can really mess with you. For yeah, a long I think time it afterwards. messed with Julia. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Larry, you were going to say something. I was just going to say that 20 years later, I think you can look at this show, and I think it's still ta it it holds up today. And Me Too, and all of the different conversations we're having about sexuality and gender, and you know, obviously it was 20 years ago, but I think the sensitivity and the point of view of the show is still stands up. It's not like, ooh, that was a little insensitive given today's context. I, you know, my my memory serves. We we did okay with all of that. Thank you. All right, next question. Hello, my name is Megan. I don't have a box, I'm sorry. Um, my question is, um, after, well, this is related to me binge watching and um, preparation for this panel. Um, and I know, you know, looking back, you know, obviously it was around the time I was in college too. And, you know, you've got rotary dial phones almost, and um, you've got the cassette player. Player, what do you think the show would do now? Um, how would it be changed if there were like Facebook and cell phones and that kind of thing? Ian, you did something funny earlier, which in relation to this, remember the texting? The what? The texting, like if we were, if we were, if we had, yeah. Oh yeah, it was just, yeah, it would be, um, hey, Beep. hey, it would be the same thing. It would just be a lot oh, of haze. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't think, I th you know, but I think, uh, Amanda, you were saying, you know, even, you know, uh, there's the device of something that you can, in real life, make a, a phone call to or a text. All of a sudden, there's a knock on your door. It's like, we need to talk or, or you know, have this conversation. And I, so I don't really think that anything would, would change that yeah. much. Maybe, maybe Felicity would have a blog. Instead yeah. of a Sally tape report. Voice over with her. You would just or a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Oh. All right, we have time for one more question, yeah? Oh. oh. All right, we're so sad. We're so sad. Okay, yes, go ahead. You can also do nocrane.com, right? Oh, that's right. It's still exists. Nocrane.com, still up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Last so, time I what's checked. on the site? What is I it? I checked yesterday. It's still up. I think up. the same shit that was on there before. <laughs> It's crazy. But someone's been paying that web server for, you know, 20 years now. <laughs> yeah. What's your well, my question? question? is for Scott Speedman. So when we see you again on TV, will you be needing a doctor or will you be a doctor? Needing a doctor? Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably, to be honest with you, neither. You know, oh. yeah, well, you're going to have to wait a little bit, a couple years. 
I'll find something to do. But I probably, yeah, I'm not going back to Animal Kingdom and, uh, well, I died. And then, uh, <laughs> no, it came out. And then uh, Grey's Anatomy, I don't know, probably, probably not. Sorry. <laughs> not exactly cheery, I know, but probably not. Nice meeting everyone. All right, you guys, thank you. What's that? Do one more? Okay, one more. One, one more. more. Okay. Oh, watch out. Okay. Um, as this show was a time capsule, and I like know the whole lyric to the Sarah McLaughlin when Megan explained to Ben what album it was when she knew Felicity liked it, what was your favorite time capsule item or thing from the show, like the sweaters or the CD players or the Sarah McLaughlin CDs that you look back fondly on and warmly? I, I mean, this wasn't really on the show, featured on the show, but for me in personal real life, there was a painting on the set that is so great. I think it's from the 40s. And you loved the painting. Oh my God, I loved it. What was the painting? It's of, it's like, it's, I don't even know. It's like a, it's like a sort of a, a lagoon and there's like a guy in the boat and it's, really, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's like a watercolor, literally from the 40s. They took it from the, um, the, the, what can we call it? The prop, the set. Thank you. Deck. Prop <laughs> department for Disney and the um, props girl and I were friends, and on Christmas, around Christmas, I came to my trailer. It was in my trailer. Aww. This painting, and it's in my kitchen Aww. now. I love it so much. Like, it's really old and, like, so cool, and that's my personal yeah, time capsule. And that's why we steal things from set. I know. It's so bad. Like, you can't take stuff from Disney props. I mean, but... Oh, no way. It. I have, have. Do you have anything you. from the show? Like, did, did you take anything? I well, I was responsible for. There was a painting, but it was. It's a license plates. It was license plates, and it was a coffee cup. And it was in the loft. There's a an artist named Michael Kalish, and he's a friend. And and I got that to be put. I asked JJ, "Can we put this on and give him some exposure?" He's now a huge artist, <laughs> but of course, I bought that from him. I'm like, I have to have that, so I have that at home in my kitchen. Hey. <laughs> I have. Um, I got the uh, prop from the prop department gave me, it's so stupid, but I still have it in my office, but it's like me making a goofy face and it says free pizza Fridays. <laughs> I, I still have that in my office. All right, we have to wrap this up. I'm so sorry. Um, will you blog about your other questions, answers, if you had them, <laughs> please? We all want to know. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> you guys were amazing. This is the cast of Felicity. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you all for tuning in to this live release of our ATX Festival panel. Please come back and listen to the variety of topics coming your way, from writers' rooms to reunions to industry insider issues. This podcast was made possible by our partners, Matica Productions and the Forever Dog Network. For more information on us and our podcast projects, please visit atxfestival.com and atvxp.com slash podcasts. Next year's festival dates are June 6th through 9th, 2019, and passes are available now.